2021 is done. Let's take a look at the hardware that made it happen. Happy Friday, friends. It is a sort of a special Friday, I guess. It's the end of the year special. It's the nothing's going on in the world. And so we're going to talk about the hardware that made it happen for this podcast. No, but really, this is something I do every year. And every once in a while, I'll go back and watch and just see how things have evolved in my life from a hardware perspective. And so it's the end of 2021. It's New Year's Eve. Tomorrow's a pop the champagne 2022 is starting. And um, well, here we go. So what I typically do is just walk through the hardware and stuff that I use every single day to make like this podcast happen, to, to work, to live, to just do whatever. So to kick things off here, I have three prime well i guess technically four primary computers but we'll just say three primary computers so i have a desktop upstairs which is my workstation i have this podcast box and then i have a laptop that i take with me when i travel for work and so the primary desktop hasn't really changed at all in the last year it's still a 7900x 2070 super with 32 gigs of ram now we're getting close to that tipping point where upgrading this box or i should say that box would make a lot of sense meaning going to something like a 12th gen intel chip uh, DDR5, and then there's a the new PCIe uh, Express stuff that is coming out. If you've not seen the 5.0 speeds that were kind of posted on Twitter by Ryan Shrout, upgrading the SSD with the PCIe 5 Express, and then the 12th gen, and getting maybe a 4000 series GPU, that would be a solid upgrade, because basically every component would be upgraded at that point. Typically, like I try to avoid just upgrading individual bits. I just kind of go whole hog uh, every few years. And then that box would come down and replace the podcast box that I'm recording on right now, which is a 7700K with 16 gigs of RAM and using a GTX 1080. So it's not a not a slouch by any by any machines by any means, but it could use some bumping up because I can I actually have a little dashboard here on this uh, Stream Deck and I can see that the CPU when we're doing things with a couple different guests, it really does top out. So uh, just something to keep in mind. Now I do use the Surface Laptop Studio. That was a new addition for the last year, and I love that thing. It is a great workhorse for on the road. I need to do a follow-up uh, write-up and longer-term review, but that is, uh, it, it's a great device. I really like the keyboard on it. Like They did a really good job uh, with that keyboard. Now, speaking of keyboards, I did add a new keyboard to my primary desktop, which I really, I, I'm like on the, on the, tipping point of becoming like obsessed with keyboards. I really like mechanical keyboards and I've purchased a couple, but one that I really like and highly recommend is the Ducky 1-2. And I have the Skyline Double Shot PBT mechanical keyboard. You'll see an image of it here up on the screen. Um, but this is sort of a, a no-frills mechanical keyboard, but it's still got some frills. First off, I think it's nice and simple and clean. No RGB under the keys. It's just really simple and clean and easy to use. And the, if you're going to get a mechanical keyboard, I highly recommend getting double-shot keys. They kind of It's hard to explain, but they're more textured and more grippy, and it just feels more premium out of the box. It's only 100 bucks too. This thing was only 100 bucks, and so it's a keyboard that I highly recommend if you need just a good quality keyboard without just some sort of crazy RGB going on. I know lack of RGB might be breaking for some. You can find tons of them. And even I think this particular model comes with it, but I opted out for it just to keep things simple and clean. Uh, I'm still a big fan of the Logitech MX Master 3. That is my primary mouse. I have two of them, although I probably need to replace one because the rubber grip's getting starting to get worn down a little bit, but uh, I'm still a big fan of that. And when it comes to webcams, I really haven't done much of anything. Like, this is still being recorded on a Logitech C920, but there is a ton of lighting in here. So much lighting that if I turn it off, you can see, like, what it's actually like. 
And so uh, lighting makes a massive difference. I do have a ring light upstairs where I also have a C920. There are a bunch of new webcams, 4K and all that, but it's I haven't quite found the benefit yet for going that route, mostly because blasting 4K across teams still gets compressed to hell and you're still in a little box that big. So you just need something that works. Honestly, if you're looking at saying, hey, should I get a new webcam? I would honestly put more money into proper lighting than I would at this point than a new webcam. Unless you're using like a terrible built-in webcam in your like laptop or a monitor or something like that. Where it's, I don't know, like 720p or even something worse than that. And so, uh, software side, things have changed up a little bit. Some more predictable than others. I have become a big fan of using Notion. Now, Microsoft is obviously building a competitor called Loop. We have no idea when it's going to arrive and how well it will compare to an application like Notion, uh, but I use Notion for everything now. I use it for work, I use it for creating notes for the podcast, and it's completely free, although you can pay for it. There's many paid versions, obviously, of it. And I do recommend that if you get pretty heavily invested, like I do, at least pay something uh, so that the app can be sustainable. But you could definitely use quite a bit of it for personal use only uh, without having to pay a dime. So it's called Notion and whatever. Um, no surprise here, since I've joined Stardock, I'm a big user of Start11 and Fences. Those have joined the family of things that are on everything that I install now. Uh, primarily because, hey, we developed these applications and I personally think they're pretty good. Now, for recording audio and what I'm doing quite literally right now, I'm still using XSplit. Everybody is pushing me to OBS and maybe at some point I will go to OBS. But at this point, I'm so embedded and I understand XSplit and it's easy to use and I just, I understand it. And, and that's kind of what's kept me there. And it, yes, it is a premium app and you do pay for it. But at the same time, I'm also a believer if you like a product, Pay for the products to support the developers. OBS is fine. There's nothing wrong with OBS. I have just used XSplit. Anyways, if you're wondering what that little cut was right there, my daughter managed to knock an entire plastic container off of a desk, making a very loud noise and a very large mess. The joys of having people at home while you're trying to record a podcast. Anyways, uh, so... That was XSplit. Um, Affinity Photo is still my primary photo application that I'm using. If you're not familiar with this app, I highly recommended checking it out. Like it, it is really good. So if you like Photoshop, but you don't like paying monthly for Photoshop, check out Affinity Photo. It's a one-time payment. You can get it through the store. It is a very, very good application. And if you're familiar with Photoshop, you'll be able to migrate over to Affinity Photo very easily. And if you're not using a, a heavier photo editing application, you might want to give it a shot. I've, I don't know if you can download it for free. I'm sure they have a free trial somewhere on the internet, but it's really good. It's a simple one-time payment. You don't have to worry about paying it for every single month. Uh, Affinity Photo is great. Although I still do use uh, Premiere for video editing. I actually use Premiere Elements, which is a one-time purchase for a, a video editing app. Uh, but my primary video editing for most things these days is DaVinci Resolve. And so that is actually a free application so it's a very powerful video editor and how they eventually get you because some people are gonna be wondering how can they offer such a free powerful video editing software for whatever for free uh, well how they eventually get you is through hardware so if you want to buy video decoders if you want to buy just peripherals to make video editing easier they have a whole suite of it from the black magic family they even have cameras and everything else but their software is free and it is it is like industry grade stuff so if you can learn it and get used to it you like hollywood videos are edited on this stuff so it's really really well done and then i use after effects as needed i don't you need it all the time but when it's needed it's needed uh other things that i'm always using Spotify, uh, Microsoft Teams, and TweetDeck. And then Indispensable is OneDrive. I could not do everything that I do personally or professionally without OneDrive because of so many machines I'm jumping through. Having everything synced and very well organized. I'm a very digitally organized individual. 
is on OneDrive. And if you're looking for a little bit of, I don't know, desk candy, something that was added to my, my desk, while it's not technically computer related, is the Ambient Weather WS2902C. Now this thing sits on my desk and it connects to a weather station outside my house and it just shows the weather. It's it's nice a nice little display, if you will. And it's not necessarily a PC related, but knowing everybody listening to this, you might be interested in something like that. Uh, mobile phone was upgraded. I had a, went from an iPhone XS to now a 13 Pro, significant upgrade, but it's still an iPhone 13 Pro at the end of the day. Uh, on the audio side, I use Blue Yeti mics uh, here and up for my work calls and everything else. I just have used them. There's tons of microphones option, options these days. Elgato sells some pretty good stuff as well. And so uh, the, I just use Blue Yeti because I've had these things for years and they continue to perform just honestly pretty, pretty damn well. And so when it comes to audio, like for the headset side, I use Sony XM4s. I have XM4s at the office and I also have XM3 and XM3 upstairs. These are wonderful headsets and I use them all day, all the time. Like they're very comfortable, very lightweight, excellent noise canceling and isolation and highly recommend them. You can get them on sale for various price points. If you can find the XM3s, they're, that's probably what I would get. The primary difference between the XM3 and XM4 is how many Bluetooth devices can be connected at a time. So if you have your phone nearby, you might want the XM4s, but if you're purely looking for a headset to wear while working on the PC, the XM3s are fantastic and even better so, they use USB Type-C. I am slowly in a journey of getting rid of everything that's not USB Type-C in my house. We'll talk about that in a second. But those headphones, even the XM3s, use USB-C. On to the Xbox side, I am a hardcore gamer on the Xbox Series X, I, that's what I use uh, all the time. I still am using the Elite Series 2, mine has held up the test of time. I know a lot of people have had bumper issues and various stick drift and other things, but mine, I knock on wood, I've gotten lucky so far and mine has held up exceptionally, exceptionally well. I do have an older gaming headset, but I really like it, it's the Rig 800LX. Uh, from Plantronics, I think. I can't even remember it this way. It is from my Xbox One, but I love this thing. And I'm looking to replace it here eventually with something that uses USB Type-C because it still uses the older USB connection. And it's really annoying and I want to get rid of it. But the problem is, is that it has excellent, and I mean excellent, audio quality. And I tried to use the original, or not the original, but the the recently announced, I should say, uh, Xbox headset that's like $100 dues or one mini fridge unit. And the soundstage was just not comparable. So I've got to go for the upper end and I've got to find something USB Type-C. But at the same time, it's not, it's very much a want and not a need because my previous headset or my current headset is absolutely fine. And then on the uh, TV side, it's an LG C9. And so that's an OLED display. There are newer versions of this TV out, but I quite like the C9, very happy with it. And then audio throughout my house, I am all Sonos on everything that can get quite pricey. So definitely ease into that if you're looking at going to the Sonos route, but it works really well. And one of the other things we use is Apple TV. So I have Apple TVs on every TV and I have Sonos sound bars, not the, not the high-end one, but the, the beam, I think they call it. And so what's really nice is when your kid is listening to a TV in another room, you can either A, change it if you don't like what they're watching from, you know, your phone. You can also turn it down. Now, Sonos does allow you to limit the volume, but it's really convenient when my kid is in another room and she has it blasted and I can just on my phone, turn that audio down. And so those are the big things that I am using along with this stream deck, which I talked about right here is how I do all the scene switch. 
watching you know it's one everybody knows what a stream deck is it's watch me unplug this thing right there with all the scenes and dashboarding and everything else um, i'm tempted to get another one of those for upstairs they're just neat definitely not a necessity they're fancy macros with little lcds i think is the best way to describe it so there you go, guys. That is the hardware, the software, and the things that I use on a daily basis. There will be a link down and below. No affiliate links. Just go buy or do whatever you need or, or none of the above if uh, that's your jam. But as always, I'd love to know what you guys are using. And I can't wait to see, you know, sort of how things evolve in 2022 from Xbox to Windows to software to everything else and the new hardware that comes along the way. Thanks for hanging out in 2021. Make sure to keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this podcast is me.